Welcome on into Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us on a Monday edition of the show. Brand new month, July 1st. Thanks again for taking the time to check out this podcast. It's all focused on BYU. Today we're going to talk about Soljay Mayava, a guy who we had on the podcast recently. He's currently at the Elite 11 Nationals competition in Dallas, Texas, or just outside of Dallas, Texas. We'll talk about how he's performing in that event. We'll also catch up with Mike Oresco, Commissioner of the American Athletic Conference. He joined DJ and PK on the Zone Sports Network last week. Had some comments about BYU and the rumored interest between the two parties, etc. So we'll talk, we'll let you hear from him and what he is saying about the AAC and the chances they expand and if BYU is a target. You'll hear about all of that on today's podcast. And of course, we'll catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports. Thanks again for joining us. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends at Twillery. We'll tell you what they're offering our listeners here in a moment. Moment. But without further delay, let's get to it. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for July 1st, 2019. Hi guys, I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. And thanks again for taking the time to check out this daily podcast, all focused on BYU. Let's kick things off today talking about Soljay Mayava, a quarterback from St. John's College High School in Washington, D.C. Recently committed to BYU on Father's Day. We had him on the podcast recently as well to talk about that commitment decision. Well, this past weekend, he has been in the greater Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex area participating in the Elite 11 Finals. Uh, 20-plus quarterbacks make it to the Elite 11 Finals, which is always funny to me, but in this day and age of college football, the Big 12 has 10 teams. The Big Big Ten has 14 teams. What's a number? Why, why, why should you hold to that? The Elite 11 used to be the top 11 quarterbacks in the country would go to this camp and show what they could do. Now it's just it's bloated and it's not bloated in a bad way. It just means there's more guys participating in this event. But Soljay Mayava, quarterback for BYU, or committed to BYU as part of the 2020 class, showed extremely well in the second day of the Elite 11 yesterday. Uh, he had a session that included Hudson Card, Ethan Garbers, Robbie Ashford, and Carson Beck. And according to 24-7 Sports, the BYU commit was the most decisive and accurate during his session, completing eight of his ten passes for two touchdowns with one drop. Said Mayava's highlight throw came on his first rep where he threaded the needle on a skinny post for a touchdown. I really like Mayava's game. He's a dual threat quarterback. We had him on the podcast and I asked him, like, what do you want to kind of identify yourself as as a quarterback? And he he made it very clear that he would like to be known as a quarterback who can throw the football. He's a pass first guy, but has that running ability to get out of trouble, make plays with his feet when need be, but he'd rather throw the ball. And uh, I know that they're throwing against air almost at the Elite 11. There are some defenders there, but it's not the same level. And for Mayava to show well in this event is a great great thing if you're a BYU fan because a lot of people think that he's too small to play the position. He's probably better served to play as an athlete elsewhere on the football field. But I think he's showing that he is truly a quarterback. The work he has put in both at Kahuku High School before transferring to St. John's College High School. Uh, Kahuku, of course, on Oahu and Hawaii, and now playing in the Washington, D.C. area at St. John's College High School. I think he's put in the work, and it's showing with his with his production that he's showing at the Elite 11 camp, and that's a great sign for BYU. 
I really like what he can do on the football field. He is an athlete. He's able to do things, and he only buys in to what BYU looks like they're going to be recruiting for the foreseeable future. Quarterbacks who like to throw but also have the ability to run the ball because, as Aaron Roderick has said previously, BYU, as long as he's going to be on the staff, the quarterback run game, having quarterback designed runs, will always be part of BYU's offense so long as he is part of BYU. And I think that's a great uh, differentiator for BYU to have that ability. Zach Wilson will show that this year. Jaron Hall is another guy who could do it. Baylor Romney, most people tell me, actually is probably the best athlete out of the entire quarterback group at BYU currently. And Soljay Maiava buys into, I think, what uh, this this trend of recruitment, recruiting for BYU is going to be. So there you go. Soljay Maiava showing well at the Elite 11 national event down there in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex at the Star uh, there in uh, with the Dallas Cowboys. And best of luck to him. We'll recap everything else that happens with this camp. If any other news comes out about it, especially involving Soljay Maiava, having him at this event, I think is a very prestigious thing if you're a BYU fan. Uh, one thing before we get to break here and bring on Mike Oresco, AAC commissioner in the next segment, is we need to continue with our player countdown. The Holy War now 59 days away, and today we make a stop with offensive lineman Thomas Shove. A senior offensive lineman, 6'5", 292 pounds, a senior out of Columbus, Indiana. Shof has had quite the career. If any of you have really paid attention, it feels like he's been at BYU forever. He's been an off and on starter throughout most of his career as a Cougar, playing at tackle and then moving inside to guard. And this year, I think that he's going to be hard-pressed to get a starting job back because he started last season as the starting left guard, if any of you recall, against Arizona. He was nursing a wrist injury, lost the job to Keanu Saleapaga, who we profiled over this past weekend, one of our special editions. You can go back to Saturday and catch up there if you want. But Schof had that wrist injury and then really was relegated to a backup role the rest of the season. He now enters his senior year and... He easily probably could have transferred, decided, okay, I want to get playing time elsewhere, but he's remaining with BYU for the time being, and I think that's a good sign for the Cougars. He only helps bolster what looks to be a very strong offensive line for BYU. He's a guy that you can trust to get the job done. It's not flashy. It's not uh, necessarily the sexiest offensive line play when he's in the game, but he gets the job done, and that's that's more than you can say for a lot of guys when it comes to offensive linemen. So I think that Schof... He's been a guy that has been the consummate BYU player, a guy who got married while he was on campus. He served a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in Honolulu, Hawaii. And I really do feel like he is going to be a guy that's going to be best remembered for just for his steady play, if, if, if anything. Because when he was in games, he didn't do anything that necessarily made you think, okay, this guy can't get it done. It wasn't flashy, but it was effective. And I think that's the that's a key thing that when it comes to offensive line plays, you want guys who are consistent, just get the job done. And Thomas Schof is that. And even if he doesn't regain a starting job this year, I know he'd absolutely like to start and finish out his career with, with in, finish out his career in style, I guess I should say. All the same, him having him as a backup, a guy who could play four different positions on the BYU offensive line, only bolsters the depth along that position group. So there you go. Day number 59, counting you down towards the Holy War. Number 59, offensive lineman Thomas Schof, senior out of Columbus, Indiana. And like I said, one of the most consistent performers I've seen during his time at BYU. All right, we will step aside here, come back on the other side, let you hear a little bit from Mike Oresco, the commissioner of the American Athletic Conference. He joined DJ and PK 
on the Zone Sports Network on Friday. Had some interesting comments about what the conference is thinking in terms of their expansion. Are they going to expand? Are they going to stand padded 11 teams? We'll let you hear from him next. Before we do that, though, do want to tell you about today's sponsor on the show, and that is our good friends at Twillery. They want to help restock. They want to help you restock your closet with your shirts and make it as simple as restocking the soda in your fridge. Easy, affordable, and the perfect fit guaranteed. These shirts, guys, aren't your small, medium, large, extra large. They're not one size fits all. You give them your, your measurements, your collar size, your sleeve size, and they send you a specific shirt. And if it doesn't fit, it's got free shipping and returns like I just mentioned. You can send it back make sure you get the right thing that fits for you. Their shirts are absolutely phenomenal. It's very hot this time of year. I wore one of these to church yesterday, and it was 90 degrees outside, or it felt like it. The humidity made it feel like that. But I was very comfortable in a long sleeve shirt. I usually don't like wearing long sleeve shirts in the summer, and my these Twillery dress shirts have been absolutely phenomenal. Any type of shirt you have to wear a dress shirt, you have to wear a button up to work. They've got every style that you could ever want. And you can go to twillery.com slash locked on and check it out. And right now with the promo code locked on L O C K E D O N, you can get $25 off guys. Fantastic option. They're selling shirts that usually go for a hundred bucks plus at other retailers for just $55 each. If you bundle them together when you order from twillery.com. So get on it, use that promo code locked on for $25 off, restock the shirts in your closet and stay cool, calm and collected while looking your best in Twillery shirts. That's Twillery.com slash locked on. Use the promo code locked on for $25 off. You are Locked On Cougars. Thanks again for joining us on today's edition of the podcast. A reminder for you guys, when you guys are driving around to or from work, you're making your commute, you're driving your kids to soccer practice, football practice, you're just making your errands, your honey-do list around town, plug in your smart device when you get in your car and tell it to play podcast Locked On Cougars. That way you stay up to date with all the latest news when it comes to BYU sports with this daily podcast all focused on BYU. And thank you guys in advance for doing that and supporting the show. We set another record last month for downloads on average per episode with the most episodes ever. We had uh, 30 episodes. We went 30 straight days last month and our download numbers only increased. I want to thank you guys for doing that. It's awesome to be with you guys each and every day. All right, Mike Oresco, the commissioner of the American Athletic Conference, joined David James and Patrick Kinahan on DJ and PK in the morning on the Zone Sports Network Friday morning to talk about the American Athletic Conference, the departure of UConn, and any interest from his end in terms of the, co- the conference's end in adding a school like a BYU or an army to fill the slot that UConn leaves, especially in football. Well, you'll hear some interesting comments from him because he seemed to uh, not take a, a, a very active role. Bill here from him. We'll let you get to it. So here you go. David James and Patrick Kinahan with Mike Oresco, commissioner of the American Athletic Conference last week. So you have an intense relationship with uh, ESPN. BYU has the personal individual contract with ESPN. How much is ESPN factoring, if all, in any of your decisions as a conference going forward? Well, you know, first of all, we we want to be really sensitive to ESPN, and and so we're not talking about our contract or any of that. Uh, If if any decision we make on expansion or not not expanding would really be our own decision. You know, we know ESPN is very sensitive to that sort of thing, uh, and I should probably leave it at that. So for people here who aren't aware of the TV deal going forward, are 
how many of your games will be on a traditional broadcast network, ESPN, ESPN2, ESPN News, whatever, ABC, uh, and how many will be ESPN Plus and how many will be on both? Well, we're going to have at least a minimum of 40 football games on the ESPN platforms, including three on ABC. And they've typically done more on ABC over over the you know last few years uh, annually. We're also going to have uh, you know roughly 65 basketball games on their on their linear cable networks. Uh, they don't really do basketball on ABC. Uh, we've got a commitment for women's basketball and Olympic sports, and, and ESPN Plus will have literally hundreds of events. We'll probably have about 30 or so football games, the remaining football games, you know, on ESPN Plus. We'll have uh, a, a lot of basketball games on because there's so many more games, and we'll have, you know, easily probably 150 women's basketball games on. And again, uh, you know, it, a lot of these games are on websites or they're not on at all, and. And the websites, typically some of them charge uh, more than what you pay for ESPN+. Plus. But the direct-to-consumer thing, it's, it's, it's the future. It's, it's, you know, streaming is, is what young people uh, do. You know, uh, it's not that cable TV, fellows, is going away. It's not. And cable TV is going to be extremely important. But we, we thought we uh, uh, fortified ourselves in both areas. You know, we're part of the digital future, which we need to be. But we have is you know, more linear coverage, and linear, of course, listeners wouldn't necessarily be familiar with that term, but more cable and network and ABC coverage than we had before. You know, ABC would be about the same, but they could do more games. Uh, but the cable networks will, will put more of our games on. So we, we've got great exposure. We built this league, uh, guys, with, with, you know, the exposure we got from ESPN. Uh, we weren't getting the money originally. We've now obviously vastly increased that. But we uh, we got tremendous exposure, and our teams were able to take advantage of that because they played well. And everything I've said about our league is, has been matched by the performance. Uh, I wouldn't say it otherwise. So you have Wichita State as a basketball-only representative in your league. Are you interested with UConn leaving, adding a football-only program? I don't know that we're interested in necessarily adding anyone. Uh, we're not going to go out looking for anyone. Uh, we really aren't. Uh, we don't need to. We would be strong at 11 uh, in basketball and football. We played at 11 in basketball until recently, until Wichita State joined. Football, we can easily play at 11. Uh, we, we'd have to get a waiver from the NCAA if we wanted to play a championship game, which we would. We're not going to lose our championship game. If, if somebody that we, who, whom we think has value calls us, uh, we would listen. Uh, we're not going out to call others. And uh, if somebody is interested, they know our phone number. And and yet we're not, you know, we're not looking to do that. And we're not looking to raid conferences. You know, I I don't want to create, uh, you know, a disruption in the college community, uh, especially among the G5 leagues, because obviously we're the most attractive G5 league. We're close to the P5. We're closer to, you know, we're P6. You know, we've got a, a really terrific TV deal. And obviously we would be attractive, but we not. I don't really want to, want to do that that wasn't you know the this is something that's happened to us we've got to deal with it or we're, we're, we're not ultimately concerned because we know we're strong we're not this is not six years ago seven years ago this is not even remotely like that it's night and day we, we've done really well and that's not to be smug either it just means that we we know who we are now we know we're a powerful brand and our feeling is if nobody brings the kind of value that uh, our other schools already have the other 11 then why would you do something like that? You know, you would just stay at 11 and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll work with our partners at ESPN. So 
So that's really where we are right now. You know, without being really disruptive, we all know BYU and Army are a couple of uh, independent teams that have larger fan bases. If one of them reached out to you, would there be some interest there? And specifically with BYU, because Army geographically kind of fits in the league and Navy's already there, BYU would make you more far-flung, and some people would look at that as a positive. Some people would say, hey, now, now there's another TV window. You know, there could be an AAC game in that fourth TV window on a Saturday and kick off at 8.30 Mountain Time, which is when BYU's playing as an independent anyway. There wouldn't be a big change for them there. Uh, but others think that that's just too far flung to go to the East Coast all the way to Utah. How would you look at that geographic thing if, if it were to come to that? Well, yeah, first of all, uh, BYU really hasn't shown, you know, any interest in joining a conference, and neither has Army, to be honest. And, and they're independent, so clearly if, if they called, you know, we would, we would listen. Uh, they're both great programs in, in football. On the other hand, they really haven't shown any, any real interest in doing that. Uh, as far as, uh, you know, geography, it's a factor, but it is not the key factor. The key factor is, that does a school – bring real value in terms of your brand, in terms of competitiveness, in terms of TV. Uh, and if it does, then I think you'd be foolish not to listen if somebody called you. But I'm not sure we would necessarily do anything. You know, we um, we really are, are very solid at 11. Fortunately, we've developed some really, really top programs in football and in basketball. You know, one of the things that's been camouflaged by this uh, which I may have mentioned earlier, is our, our really good basketball. Uh, just because we're losing UConn, we're going to be really good, period. And we have been good without UConn. UConn hadn't done much in the last four or five years, and we've been you know, steadily getting better in basketball. Uh, football, uh, again, uh, we, we have a lot of respect for BYU's program. a great relationship you know, with, with Tom Holmo and, and President Kevin you know, Worthen, a wonderful guy. Uh, but again, we're not going out after people. Uh, that's not who we are. And uh, if somebody calls us uh, and, and we think it, it makes sense to at least have a chat, we would have a chat. But uh, we have no idea whether we'd, we'd want to, you know, uh, do something like that. You know, a lot of things would have to, to work for us. And uh, I just don't know where we'd be. Now, we're going to have discussions about it. And I suspect that within you know, the next several weeks, we'll have a pretty firm idea of what we want to do. Uh, but again, I don't want to reiterate, we, we can be absolutely happy at 11. And, and frankly, we can be happy at 11 and in three or four years if something really emerges, some, some school emerges that isn't really there now and, and wants to join and we think it makes sense. But the last thing we want to do is year to year keep everyone on tenter hooks. And the last thing we would do is go through something that we had to endure in 2016, that whole Big 12 thing. We're, we're not doing anything remotely like that. Would you be interested in, would it be an advantage to have someone in the mountain time zone to where home games, obviously, you can get more exposure because you could start them later in the day in our time zone? Well, certainly there, there's there's something to be said for that because obviously it gives you another time zone. It makes, I guess, your TV package probably a little more valuable. Uh, on the other hand, you know, the, the travel and, uh, you know, whether the, the cultural and strategic fit is really right is also a factor. But, uh, no, I, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't say that's necessarily, a, you know, a bad thing. Uh, and, and I don't want to, you know, you know, overstate. I mean, geography does does play a role. You know, it. it uh, for instance, when San, you know, when Boise decided not to join our conference seven years ago, you know, they wanted to do their own special TV deal. We said flat out no, and and ultimately they decided not to join. 
we decided that it really wouldn't make sense for San Diego State to be a lone outlier in our conference. You know, they're on the West Coast. Uh, if they had a partner in Boise, it would, it would help a little bit. Uh, it's a little easier to do that kind of thing in football with only, you know, possibly four road games in the conference. You know, we play an eight-game schedule, and we plan to continue to do that because we want those four non-conference games. It's very important. If our schools are going to be playing two or three P5s every year, and, and most of them do at least play two, then they're going to want a couple of games to balance that off. So, you know, that's really important. So it essentially means that, you know, you're playing four road games, and that's a lot more manageable than basketball, as you know. But the other the other problem with the uh, the football only is the the disruption it causes potentially for a school in basketball. Now, that's not the case, obviously, with BYU because they already have a basketball situation in place. But that would have been the case with Boise. They had to go out, I think, to the Big West seven years ago. So that's uh, you know that's a factor too. Uh, and, and we have been reluctant to get too heavily into the hybrid model. That caused us a lot of heartburn uh, with the Big East in the old days, you know, having multiple basketball only and multiple football, you know, uh, a couple of football onlys. It, it, was, it was one of those things. And, and um, actually, I don't even know that we had any football onlys, but we had the basketball onlys, and that was a real issue. And then obviously when we were ready to take on a few football onlys, you know, we, we were going to have East Carolina as a football only. We had Navy as a football only. Uh, you know, you, you get into bylaw issues. You get into, uh, you know, scheduling. Uh, people need to be on the same page. One of the things I've really enjoyed about this conference over the last uh, six-plus years is that we finally had everybody aligned. Uh, we really did. You know, that wasn't true in the old Big East. You know, there were all sorts of issues between the football and the basketball-only schools. You had a, a lot of little Catholic schools that had no interest in football and didn't like football. We have a situation now where everybody is, is aligned, and Navy really fits our profile because they're just in football, but they have a real affinity, you know, for our football teams. They like playing in Texas and Tennessee and other places. And Wichita State is a university much like many of our others. And, and the basketball and Olympic sport thing works really well. But you start getting into uh, too many of those, and it causes issues. There you go. Mike Oresco, Commissioner of the American Athletic Conference. If you want to hear the entire conversation, we only played a portion of it on the podcast, you can go to 1280thezone.com and find it there. Interesting comments from him. Well, we're not going to reach out. We're not going to go actively recruit somebody to replace UConn, but you can give us a call if you'd like. Everything I heard about in that interview, and of course I helped set it up with DJ and PK, is that he's posturing. I think that there is interest from the American if BYU were interested. I can tell you this much, though, and this is just an educated guess on my end, and I, the, the vibe I get from BYU is they're willing to sit pat until they find a home run fit for them particularly if they can get to the power get into the power five conference ranks they like controlling what they can control and right now as an independent essentially the only thing they don't control is the kickoff times for their college football games i think that byu values uh, staying independent if they can make the same amount of money or more than the american is offering right now the american with this new deal was expected to pay almost seven million dollars per school uh, guys like Matt Brown have said their educated guesses BYU with their new deal with ESPN will make north of that somewhere up maybe up to $10 million in some estimations. So 
there's no reason for BYU to jump in to the American if it's going to make less money. I know guys that I work with like uh, like uh, Tony Parks have advocated for BYU to negotiate a deal that allows BYU to take the four games that they wouldn't have scheduled as a member of the American and cut a separate deal with ESPN. I don't think that's going to happen. I get it in theory on paper. It looks good and it saves money for ESPN, etc., but I really think that BYU values staying independent, having control, having control over what they can control, which is essentially everything right now, and sit back until that Power Five negotiating window, that conference realignment window we've all kind of looked at between 2023 and 2025 comes up, and then make a jump at that point. I don't see BYU just saying, calling up the American, as you heard uh, Mike Oresco just say, and say, hey, we're interested. Would you like to talk? Yeah, they might make a phone call just to gauge what the American's thinking and then go from there. But everything I have, the vibe I've gotten from BYU, not everything I've heard, every, the vibe I get from BYU is they like where they're at. They're making good money, but if they can make more money, and that's I think that's the key thing, BYU in terms of more money and then jumping into the Power 5 ranks, I think that's their overarching concern are those two things, making sure they make more money. They're not going to take a step back step backwards and give up uh, some of the control they have for less money and also they want to have that prestige of a power five team does that ever come to fruition I don't know I harbor my lingering doubts that BYU BYU ever gets into the power five but the brand that BYU has right now is paying off in dividends in terms of money right now that they can't be matched by any of these G5 conferences so there's no point for BYU to jump in at this point We'll see. That could change, but I think we're still a few years off at minimum before anything like that were to come to fruition, and I absolutely could be wrong, but we'll make sure to report on anything else that happens when it comes to BYU and the AAC or the Power Five, of course, with this daily podcast all focused on BYU. All right. We will take a time out here, come back, uh, run a little bit long on time here, but we'll have a short segment to wrap things up on today's edition of the podcast next. Reminder for you guys, though, before we go, the NBA free agency started with a plum yesterday. Over $2 billion in contracts handed out yesterday. If you want to stay up to date and get the unique insights from the local experts, go to Locked On NBA Net on Twitter. It's got all of the Locked On Podcast Network's NBA writers and podcast hosts on one feed. You can catch up on everything going on in NBA free agency, get their insight on what's happening with each team. I'm a big time jazz fan. I think the jazz hit it out of the park yesterday. So go check it out. Locked on NBA net on Twitter. You can stay up to date with the latest in NBA news. All right, more in a moment. This is the Locked on Cougars podcast. As we close out today's edition of Locked On Cougars, I want to remind you guys to please download the show wherever you find podcasts. We are available everywhere. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher. You also can catch us on the Himalaya Podcast app. Some of you guys have really enjoyed that new app, and I would encourage you guys to check us out there. But also make sure to follow the show, subscribe, rate, and review. I know the word subscribe has a negative connotation. It doesn't cost any money. It's free. Share with your family and friends of this podcast as well. The word of mouth aspect of this is absolutely 
absolutely phenomenal. So thank you guys in advance for your continued support of the podcast. As we close out today's edition, wanted to note one thing in the track and field world for BYU is that BYU sophomore steeplechaser Matt Owens was named to the Google Cloud Academic All-American third team this past week. He was a first team All-American in the 3000 meter steeplechase for the second season in a row after taking eighth place at the 2019 NCAA Outdoor Track and Field Championships. He also ran the third fastest steeplechase in school history this past season in a time of 8 minutes 32.59 seconds. He's got a GPA of 3.96 majoring in exercise science. So congratulations to Matt Owens. I would expect he's got two years remaining in a BYU uniform, and I would expect this isn't his last academic citation if he's carrying a 3.96 GPA, but congratulations to him all the same on the great showing on the track and also in the classroom. All right, thanks again for joining us on today's edition of the podcast. Holiday week edition, we'll have podcasts throughout the week. We'll even do a special edition on Independence Day. We're going to make sure we continue with this player countdown, the Holy War player countdown we've been doing. We're into the 50s, y'all. We're almost half way through this countdown and football is on its way very quickly thanks in advance for joining the show and if you guys want more college football news check out my new college football podcast called the rpo it's a podcast i do that covers more college football in general here in the state of utah as well as nationally so if you want more college football action check out my newest podcast the rpo you can find it on all the major podcast platforms as well you can subscribe rate and review there today's podcast brought to you by good friends at twillery.com restock the shirts in your closet and use the promo code locked on l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n for 25 dollars off guys fantastic deals they get you great shirts and want to restock your closet and make you look the best you absolutely can look we'll catch you guys tomorrow this has been locked on cougars for july 1st 2019